Support this thing if you like it, which I know you do because you're listening, you like it a lot. You don't get to hear anything else like this. Nothing else is just fucking mad. It's crazy and cool and fun and funky and new and fresh. So go to feralaudio.com and spend your money on Amazon using our specialty Amazon portal. You go on there, you buy what you need, you get it in you, you get it in your gullet, you fill up your bucket, and you add the rocks and your gizzard, and you break down the items that you bought. Like maybe some beef sticks, maybe some cheese tissues, maybe some house napkins, maybe some old ancho chilies to add to a slice of turmeric soaked in apple cider vinegar that your daddy made in the back house where no one goes because it's the vinegar hut! Go on there, get what you need, get what you don't, and help support us. Also, rate and review the podcast, and fucking subscribe. Subscribe already, okay? Subscribe to it. Also, please check me out on tour. I'll be on tour with Josh Fadum and DJ Dicker Troy. Dicker Troy, uh, say hello, Dicker. 
Hey, Johnny, it's me, Dicker, here. I'm going to be on tour with Josh Fadum. We're going to San Francisco on the 13th at Doc's Lab. We'll be on the 15th. We'll be in Portland, Oregon at the Curious Comedy Theater. 16th, we'll be up in good old Vancouver, Vancouver, Canada, home of the, home of the uh, heroin needles. We'll be at the Fox Cabaret on the 16th, and then we'll be at the 17th. We'll be at good old Seattle, home of the former World Trade Center thing protest that happened a long time ago. Okay, check us out. Those dates are all February, baby. February of this, of that month. Okay, I'm throwing it back to you, Pemberton. Thanks, Dicker. That was really chill and cool and funky of you to do that. Uh, we're, on, we're online now. Everything's online. I'm going to play a little music here, and I'm going to enter. I'm going to allow my guests to enter. He's coming in. Hey. He's coming in. He's got low blood sugar. <laughs> What's that? Got to put you sit right there. You can sit right there. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You sound that intro. What? What? A, I guess I'll ask you technical questions. Yeah. Later. Let's, let's talk tech. Let's tech. I'm turning down the cow. I'm turning down the cow. I, we're still in the we're still in the reverb zone. Somebody Ooh, told me. Oh, there you me. go. Okay, I got. How do you my sound? How do you on. feel? I feel pretty good. I How like do you feel, Howard Chris. Kramer? I feel good. You know, I don't like this winter weather. I don't no. like this cold rain, but I'm I'm doing the best I can. See, when you walked in, what I said was, um, yeah, I said, really? You don't love it? You don't love it like I do? Winter? Yeah, I don't love it. Because your whole thing is summer. It is. And I was thinking like, oh, summer is sort of like a thing. Like uh, you gotta have, well, you gotta have the the rain to make the summer so sweet. But you know what? I guess you don't, do you? <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, I, th- you know, Endless Summer is a great movie, and uh, they they you know they were like, we don't want to deal with winter. We just want to surf, <laughs> and um, they did a great job of it. Have you seen those? I haven't. They're great. They have a very uh, '60s kind of innocent sense of humor to them. They're a lot of fun. Endless, endless summer. Endless summer. How's your headphones? How do you sound to yourself? Are you I, loud enough? I, I sound good. Yeah, I sound crisp. I, I think that I'm losing my hearing. I, I are you? I am. Well, I'm not losing. I, I know I've lost a percentage of it at this yeah. point. I'm almost certain of it. How do you? How? What is your? What is your evidence? My evidence is that uh, when Britt and I were out to eat. <laughs> He's checking out my gear. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Howard just got up out of his chair and he's coming up. Hi, this is my Rush Limbaugh voice. Howard just got up out of his Howard just got up out of his chair and checked out my juicefuls. I never saw these before. He never saw these before. What is Obama doing? He's never seen this before. (laughs) Why is he doing this? I don't understand what he thinks he's going to gain from alienating all these people. (laughs) Are you you Rush Limbaugh all these years? It's been you. Yeah. That's a pretty, is that a pretty good impression or no? It was good. I immediately knew who you were doing. It was good. He's got, the thing about Rush is that I hate is how good he sounds. Oh, just the quality of the voice? The quality of the voice. They have a great compression on there. He's using like a like a $5,000 microphone. I think he uses like a, I don't know what he is, something right. fucking nice. It's a gold mic, but it doesn't matter if it's gold. But it just uh, sounds good. It sounds fucking, sounds good. Yeah. I hate that he's a slovenly piece of junk. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Yeah, why? Well, I hate that he's that. And also, it's like it sounds good. You ever what? You ever grew up watching like any uh, 
public TV where it's like a preacher on or anything, you know? Absolutely, yeah, all those guys. Yeah, I fucking love that shit. It's the same sort of thing where it's just, you know, like the message. They're performers and, yeah, they're good. Yeah, you enjoy the energy, not yeah. so much the, the... The rhetoric. Yeah, it's like, what's it like? It's like, uh, oh, that pizza looks good, but it tastes bad. <laughs> right. Or that lady, she looks good, but, you know, she's going to turn your life into misery. When I, when I, I went to guitar camp, uh, for, you, got, you, got, you got a little spill there? You got a leaking... They gave me a coconut water, and uh, I love it. But, yeah, it's got some condensation that is now all over my gro my groinal area. Uh, I find that it's always where I get the condensation, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want it to be running a little hot down there. Yeah, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to, to let it drip, 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 drap? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Hey. Hey. Hey, John. Hey, Alan. Where are we at? We're wherever you want to be. Well, I want to be up at uh, Universal City Walk on the Harry Potter. Just on a, on, a loop, on a loop? Yeah. You want to just be on that on a loop? <laughs> a loop. He wants to be on a Harry Potter ride all day. People waiting in the rain can't get on because Howard's on it by himself on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make those fuckers tourists wait? Howard's on the Harry Potter ride on a loop. <laughs> I've never been to the Harry Potter ride yet. Never, oh, you'd like I, I can take. I can tell you when to go and there won't be a line. Really, when? Can you tell me now? Can we just yeah, I can actually tell you now. Tell me. Tell me, tell me. Universal City Studios has websites, you know, which will tell you, like, <laughs> today's going to be a ghost town. And that's the actual term that they use. Yeah, ghost town. Ghost town. So, so you just look on the website. You look on the website, and then there's another website that gives you the wait times in real time. Damn. So I live five minutes away. I go, oh, if I go there right now, get on the singles line, there'll be no line for the Do you Harry go by Potter yourself ride. a lot? Oh, yeah. Man, so you, do you do a lot of stuff by yourself? Yes, you have to. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, I, have no, uh, I have no wife, no kids, no right. pets, no plants. No roommate. No roommate, no plan. No plan. No wife's no roommate. No. Why don't we do that again? You got to do that whole again. Uh, no wife, wife, no kids, kids no, no pets, no plants, no plan. <laughs> no wife, no kids, no pets, no plants, no plan. No wife, no kids, no pets, no plan. Is that it? No wife, no kids, no pets, no plants, no, no plan. No wife, no kids, no pets, no plants, no plan. Yeah. No wife, no kids, no pets, no plants, no plan. Get it? <laughs> no wife, no kids, no pets, no plants, no plan. <laughs> oh, man, that's a good life moniker. We're creating hits here. Hits. See, the problem is we don't have a beat chef. We need a beat chef in here. I can do a little bit of that, but it always is like... It's energy consuming. It makes yeah. my mouth sore, and then I can't rap. So you can't rap. What do you mean you can't? Oh, you well, can't rap while you're beating. Beatbox, yeah. You know, because like, yeah. A lot of times people will just take over and just rap and start and never stop. And right. you'd be like, all right, we got to switch. You yeah. got to beatbox for a little bit. You got to like tag them. But how do you make that seamless? That's the. Pr I don't it's know how tough. to do that. Oh, it's tough. I remember one time in college being at a rap show. I don't know where who it was, but it was that it was an indie rap kind of thing. You know. Right. And I'm seeing a couple dudes in the back during the show freestyling to each other during right. the show. All right. Yeah, there's like, a cipher in the back while the show is, while they're rapping on stage. Yeah. Like, what are you guys, why are you guys here? 
Exactly. And how can you hear yourselves? Yeah, like, but I, I guess they're in the back. It, it was enough where they could hear themselves. But they you know just, what's odd about that? What? There's two people in the corner doing their own podcast right here. Yeah, it's a micro. That's we call it a micro podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a called a piggyback micro podcast or something. It's a new. It's a new thing. It's called uh, additional content. They call it. Um, they call it VOD, video on demand or value added disc VAD. Okay. Yeah, VOD val- or VAD, VAD value added demand. Oh, excellent. It's it's the hot new thing now. You guys should check it out over at Earwolf. You should, you should get that going. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I want to thank Earwolf. They they gave me uh, written permission to come over here and do one at Starburn. So is that I feel true? Pretty good. Yeah. You have to you have to ask, get like a hall pass. No, you, get you don't. Ask for permission. No, you don't. Man, do you really? I'm telling you, man. It's a competitive uh, deal. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, I'm fibbing. I'm fibbing. Um, so you do a lot of stuff by yourself. What are you saying? Well, you know, I find Johnny, maybe yeah. you, you, you do too. That um, there's lulls in your schedule out here. You know, right. you can't always be constantly employed. So, yeah. um, you know, there's just endless amounts of time to kill, and right. I got to make an excursion today. Nobody's around. So I got to go do it by myself. So you, because what I'll do a lot of times is I'll waste a bunch of time trying to find someone to do something with. Yes. And then that precludes you from doing the thing you wanted to do with that at all. Exactly right. So, you're so yeah, it makes more sense sometimes just like, oh, I'm going to bust out and do this. I'll do it myself. And then I also think like if I go to the movies with a friend, he's not going to want to walk out once the movie starts tanking. And you do from, that? Oh, yeah. You're a walk-outer? I walked out on... I've walked out. Uh, well, I saw Rogue One, yeah. you know, and uh, I I left. I I wasn't enjoying it, wow. so I just left. And then so I went back again, and um, I watched the same part, and I liked it a little better. But then I fell asleep, and said when I woke up, I left. So this I walked out like, on that twice. This is that that is everything you said makes absolutely no sense to me. Why? Why would you go back and see a movie that you already left? Because um, I have a. I have a seasons pass to Universal City Walk. Oh, you do. Oh, okay. And then I can go to them. I had oh. a, I had a seasons, I had a free yearly pass to AMC theaters too. How'd you that get a, that? A, a uh, Who Charted fan sent it to me, who was a high up at AMC. Oh, that's got to be. What's the dollar value on that? Yet? I mean, it's huge. If you like movies, it's huge. I just go and I, I sample them and then I leave. I'm, I'm really not. Um, Wow. Yeah. I, actually, Moana, I watched all of that one. That was good. Dear listeners, if you uh, are a high up at AMC, please feel free to send me and me alone a AMC movie pass for a year. Kaboom. And it had a plus one on it. So you could take your lady or Jesus you could take Christ. Doug Pound, whoever you want. Yeah. Wow. But um, right now with your uh, Screen Actors Guild card, right. until Feb 26, you can go up there for free and see all those movies. You're kidding me. Oh, they have to be an award movie, though. Yeah, but you know, you just go, Rogue One is actually one of them. Yeah. But you know, you just go in and say, "Hey, I want to see uh, Hidden Figures." Was that what it was called? Yeah, Hidden Figures. And but then you just don't. You go and you watch Triple X. You know, you can just go to. Just How do you know this? It. How come I don't know this? Well, you, you've, you've had a successful acting career. You don't need these tricks. Like <laughs> people, you know, you, you can just. I still do like you getting. Want. A, I love a free thing. I really do love a free yeah. thing. Well, you like that, then. Uh, so what I do is. I I now like if I'm up there seeing a movie I go this this sucks I'll just leave and go on the Harry Potter ride you know or I'll go on the Jurassic Park ride. And you can go on the Harry Potter ride for free. Well, yeah, because um, at Universal City it costs a hundred bucks to get in one, for one day. 
but then it's 110 bucks to have, to have a season's pass. So I just I just bought a season's pass. It's a season's pass for only 110 dollars. Yeah, and you can and uh, they also have all the. Uh, they, it's just it's really dialed in. Like for a hundred bucks, you can go, and then I'm never going to go on the weekend when there's yeah. people there. I just go when it's empty. I can't believe I haven't done this yet, Howard. This is like the most already. We're ten minutes in, and I have like have like, okay. Uh, These are life go to hacks, AMC. man. A life hack. You park. You go up there. You park. Right. Yeah. They're, they're going to charge you twenty dollars cash to park. Yeah, it's expensive parking. As Jurassic as, parking. As soon as you go into AMC, then you use the your. Screen Actors Guild card to get in. Uh, they give you fifteen back in cash. Wow! So you're basically paying five bucks to go to the movies and ride all the rides. You can also take the metro there. Yeah, that's true. But then I you got to take the tram up the hill. Yeah, the tram's cool though. If you like a tram, I like a tram. I like the tram. I don't like waiting for the tram. I try to get. I try to like take as many variables out of that as possible. So you want to be locked in. You know what's going to happen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But it's oh, great people watching up there. You'd you'd like it just for that. It's international up there, which you, we don't get everywhere. Yeah, I have been there a bunch of times. I do like going there. They have the best 3D experience. If you want to see a 3D movie, that's where you should see it because they have real 3D. Oh, at AMC. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. The yeah. only place. That's the thing about 3D that gets me is that people, uh, people will say, "Oh, the 3D sucks," or "This 3D is good." But the thing is, it the theater matters. The theater matters a lot. Mm -hmm. It matters, and they do it right. You ever seen the Damon Packard movie? Uh, reflections of Evil. I'd never even heard of it. Damon Packard is this crazy dude. I mean, I say that in the nicest way, crazy dude. Like, he really is like a... And he's just such a far-out character. He's lived in L.A. for a long time. I don't know him personally. I met him once, but he he's made a bunch of movies. And he made one... I think called Space Disco One, where he shot the whole thing at, at Universal City Walk, and he's like this crazy. His movies are super strange in the sense where they're like, they are. Uh, I don't know how to. They're like art movies, but he's not making them as an art movie. They're. It's like he's. I can't even describe it. You have to check out Reflections of Evil sometime. It's my, one of the coolest movies ever made. I think. Wow, is it older? It's probably about ten years old at this point. Maybe twelve years old. Okay. Maybe fifteen. It's. It's like watching a 70s horror movie mixed with uh, 70s TV, but shot now with all this weird, like weird pastiche of digital effects <laughs> and found footage and all this like real life stuff where he's shooting people. Uh, it doesn't make any sense, it's, but it's one of the coolest things you'll uh, ever see. All right. I'll check it out for a few minutes and then turn it off. Okay. Yeah. Kay. Yeah. What you, what you got there? You got I was just I was just trying to see if I, when you said Damien Packard, I was like, I don't know that guy's movies, but I've probably seen him at a bar in Silver Lake. So I Damon, googled well, this to guy, see if I knew him. This guy you haven't, Damon Packard. Damon. Yeah, right. he's not he's not a, uh, a hangout cool dude. He's a recluse. He's like a, yeah, he's he's. I think at one point my friend had to pay for something like several hundred parking tickets for him. Oh, he's one of those fellas. Yeah, yeah. Just he's uh, like he's take him and throw him out. Yeah, something take like him that. and crumple him up. It just it's not it's something that doesn't exist on his wavelength. Like it's a thing where he's so so probably so deep in the idea of movies and stuff that like what is this? Right. Yeah, what is, <laughs> what is this, this thing? This 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 inconvenience from the <laughs> physical world. Do you? Uh, I knew a guy who had a three-picture holding deal when they were still giving those out. Jesus Christ. And he took some of the money, bought a new Jeep, 
and then just proceeded to park it wherever he wanted, whenever he wanted, really? throw the tickets in the garbage, and he like blew through the money probably in a year, and then the Jeep got repossessed, and then he had to move out of L.A. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's something... What? Oh, he left. He's out. He's done. Yeah, he's, he's not... Yeah, he's not here. Jesus, man. Good guy, but, you know, he'll bounce back. We'll see. You always wonder... I always wonder about that. You see, like... Did you see, like, Carrie Fisher doc? Uh, no, I haven't seen that yet. Well, just, I mean, it's really great, but they talk a lot about how much uh, Debbie Reynolds, Carrie's mom, she married all these guys, all these guys, like really successful people who managed to become broke. I always, it always blows my mind. Okay, you have, you have like an endorsement deal from Coke. You are, you have like a right. multiple gold records, but somehow, Somehow you misspent all this money? Yeah, I don't get that either. I guess it's crazy. They have to be the type that thinks it's always going to be there and it's always yeah. going to come. I, I don't know. I think, yeah, people get stolen from it. It's, it's all sorts of shit. It's everything. It is, but it could just be that Debbie Reynolds is a succubus and she made these Ooh. guys overspend in order to impress her. Maybe. And, uh, I never I'm thought sure about she's that. she's a great lady. Yeah, she, she was. She's, she's no longer. And she made Princess Leia. That's yeah. got to be... I mean, when you're a, um, say you're a working actor lady, and or a working any kind of working actor, and then you have a kid, you would think, wow, like how are they ever going to live up to what I did? Yeah. And then she got uh, Princess Leia, so she did it. It's kind of a charmed life. It's because she like grew up in it, though. It's that thing where, mm -hmm. like, I didn't grow up here. You didn't I grow didn't. up here. No. I th you know, it's easy to forget that that people who grow up here, they don't have to make the move. They don't have to reacclimate. And also, no nothing's weird. Yeah, no, there's nothing, nothing weird, weird about it. You don't have yeah. to be self-conscious about saying that you intend to do something artful or funny. Right. It's yeah. okay. It's okay to say. Oh, yeah. There's not yeah. like a whole blue-collar town <laughs> yeah. going, you're too big for your britches. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think you're going to go out there and do fucking movies, Howard? <laughs> yeah. 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 I want to see that. I'll fucking pay front row. I'll buy out the whole front row for you, oh. idiot. You you weren't even the funniest person in our bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your brother? Yeah, man. He I talked to him uh, on Sunday, yeah. and he goes, he was just talking about the kids and the family. Like this one's like this, and this, this is one's Jersey, like that. right? Yeah, and then he goes, he goes, you you're not a fuck up, but and I was like. I, I think I make more than you do. I, I don't know. It's just they, there's this idea that you're a fuck up if you just if come you're not fan, if you're not like on a fucking billboard every day. Yeah, because they can't yeah. see it, so they don't know what you're. The I hell know you're it's doing. so funny. That's like such a thing that it took me probably until kind of recently actually to realize that's the case. There's this thing. There's always people who are super successful, but to people in the Midwest, if you it's like if you don't if you're not constantly reminded of someone's fame or presence. They think that you're washed up and you, right. you're not okay. You don't right. have any, like, you're, you're fucking nobody. Right. And it, it really, so I've heard really, like, big people, too. I don't want to be a name dropper, but yeah. I've heard really big people tell me the same thing. Like, they just go home for a week to visit the fam, and there's people going, you doing all right out there? Don't you all right You got to drop there? a name. You got to drop a name. Because that's, that's not like a... a, a Admonish, what do you? What's the word? That's not a. Uh, it's it's not making them look bad. No, it's making them look good, like look cool. Okay, uh, Bob Odenkirk. Oh man, see that to me is that blows my mind. Yeah, like Fucking hanging around a. back in the you know Illinois and people going, yeah, yeah are you right? Yeah, 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 we're we're actually shooting another season. It just takes time. It takes time to shoot it. Right. We can't constantly be on TV. Yeah, this was pre Breaking Bad and all that. Okay, but still. Yeah, that shit's fucking nuts, man. Yeah. The, the best is when people say this sort of thing. 
Wow, what happened? What happened to him? Mm-hmm. Oh man, what happened? Wow. Ooh, I remember him. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? Yeah, he, uh, he went nowhere. Yeah. Like, Where, like he, uh, like it's just expected <laughs> yeah. that you're going to become a superstar, and yeah. if you don't, you blew it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know what? Uh, maybe, uh, maybe they're working on something that takes longer than six months. Right. Maybe, uh, oh, maybe you don't want to do something. Yeah. Maybe you're fine. Maybe you're fine. Yeah. Maybe you're fine. Maybe you get paid a lot, but it's just not a hit show or something. Yeah. I, there's people out here who you see them and they go, uh, "You all right?" Yeah. Like you run into them and they go, "You all right?" Like, yeah, I'm fucking all right. <laughs> what is, you just made me think I'm not. Uh, it's that thing where people are always like uh, pegging. They want to see, "Hey, what are you up to? What's going on?" What, right, right. What, hey, what are you? What are you, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 what are you, hey, what are you doing? What's going on with hey, you? What, what are you working on? Are, hey, are you hey, working on something better than me? What are you working on? You working on some cool? How's that going? Is it going good? Did they pick it up? Oh, they, oh, they didn't. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't uh, do that before. That's terrible. That sucks. Oh uh, yeah, that's terrible. Oh, okay. You still working on that thing? Yes. Oh, okay. Do uh, they need anybody? They need anybody? Yeah, so hey, do they need anybody for that? <laughs> Hey, what's hey? They need anybody. Hey, um, are you still working on that show? They, they, they don't. I don't know. I'm just saying. Before, they, 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 need, they need anybody for that. They need anybody for that. I love that. Um, you can be here too. Come with me on this journey. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, you too can be a part of this journey. I'm busy working. I got a couple projects in the fire right now. I got some, some serious stuff going on. I've got some pretty serious things in the pipe right now. We're waiting for approval. Wait for approval. You know, I got a, uh, I got a Ralph's card and, uh, you know, uh, I'm getting coupons sent to my house. It's a, it's, it's a good time for me. It's a real good time. Yeah, I'm working on a lot of personal life hacks. What life hacks? I actually invented the life hack. Oh, yeah? I invented the life hack. You think there's people out there who are considered life hacks? Yes. You're a hack of life. You're a hack. You're living a hacky life. Your life is hacky. You got kids. You're a hack. You hack. You fucking hack. <laughs> you you eat three meals a day. Fucking hack. That's been done. Ben had. Remember Ben had? No. That was the thing that videos like years ago. It's like, oh, I Ben had polo. Polo. Oh, oh polo that thing, yeah. Ben okay. had snacks. Right. I miss that shit. I love slang. Yeah. What's the hottest, newest, you think? Slang-wise? Yeah. There is a new one. Um, who charted? We were talking about it. Um, one of them is That Part. You know that one? No. There's even a song where he keeps going, That Part. Where it's okay. like, um, um, if I said to you, like, uh, I told, uh, you forget that I told Johnny Pemberton, you know, that I wasn't going to do his podcast. That Part. Oh, like, like, oh, you forgot that part of what I said. Yeah, or like, it's, I think it's underlining a certain, I don't know exactly what it means. I get it. Yeah, it's tough. It's like all slang comes from drag queens. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Isn't that funny how, how, like, the, the deep underground becomes the most mainstream shit in the world? Yes. I even think that the feminine way of talking, like the way ladies talk. Yeah. Because people think, oh, if you see an effeminate guy, he's yeah. acting like a lady. Right. It could be the guys, like, because you say stuff comes from drag queens. Yeah. It could be they were the first person to start talking like that, and girls imitated it. Oh. We'll never know. Well, maybe we'll know. That's interesting. Never thought about that. I mean, like, a lot of times when you see the way fashion models walk and yeah. stuff, a lot of times, like, there's that guy, Jay, on America's Top Model, who's, like, teaching them to do it. Yeah. And he's a guy. And he's a guy. So you go, maybe... Maybe, like, the sexes weren't that different back in the caveman days. 
And then, but then the ladies learned how to be more feminine from the effeminate fellas. <laughs> like gay men taught women how to be women? Yeah, and how to talk like this, you know. I think this is a this is a great anthropological thing. What's your what? Where should people email you? <laughs> oh, at um, blasphemousidiot dot uh, org. <laughs> That's the thing I wish I could do more of. It just I like I like being able to say incorrect things. Yeah. Just because uh, there's always that thing where someone's just waiting to correct you. Right. So let them give them a job. Give them something to do. Give them a job. You know, if they don't, if they don't dislike what you're saying, they'll they'll have to do it to somebody else. So right, help them out. Is there? A and the winner goes to. Whoa. Brad Pitt for life hack number six. Hey. I just I love that sound. You hate that sound? I love that sound. Um, I like it. It's like uh, ASMR, you know that stuff. Oh yeah, I always think they. Do you have? Do you ever get anything from that AMS? ASMR. Um, Amy Smart. I, I, <laughs> Amy Smart. Yeah, I have Amy Smart. Yeah. No, I uh, I I smoked some pot one time and watched some ASMR on YouTube, and it made my ears tingle a little bit. Really? Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I've I feel like all the all the popular ASMR ones. I'm like, this is not for me. I want I need a special dedicated one. Like right. I want someone to play like Beatles on the guitar in the next room. <laughs> but and you will An get acoustic... the, the textural tactic, tactile yeah, feeling. Maybe that. Of it. Maybe that. You got interesting uh needs. Yeah, I have interesting needs, man. Do you listen to classical music? I do not. I not listen, at all. Uh no, like maybe if it's like in a Woody Allen movie or something. Okay. So only in a movie. I sometimes when I when I'm flipping through the dials, stop at that, and I'm driving. Station. I think this is the best thing to have on because it sounds like a soundtrack, and it sounds yeah. like I'm I'm in the middle of doing something. Right. But then it just wears off quickly, and I move on. You like I, it though? I like it a lot now, more and more. I actually recorded something on the way here. I should play it. This is a this is I call this a great song. Let's see if we can hear it. Did you hear it? No. There it is. It's, a, it's so fucking quiet. That's the best classical song I ever heard, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Why can't we fucking hear it? Oh, boy. Life. Well, whatever. It does. Jesus Christ almighty. Oh, here we go. Sounds like the credits, right? Yeah. Everything sounds like credits on the radio. It's because the movies have co-opted all these songs. They've taken all the classical music. Yeah. I mean, that's so true. Oh, Johnny Pemberton as Dr. Hecubus. <laughs> David Blaine as the shopkeeper. <laughs> I met him once. What was he like? He was super cool. I, I did a set at the in Beverly Hills. There was this little coffee shop. Right. This this girl Stamy used to do a, a comedy show, and just randomly, the guy who owned the the place, his yeah. daughter was a Bond girl in one of the Bond movies. So the place would be like there'd be like sixteen people in the audience spread out through the cafe, right. but like three of them would be like the, the most attractive. Models Jesus. you've ever seen. I could not do comedy in that setup. It was hard. It, it was weird. It would make me like freak out. I'd feel like 
yeah it was odd and it was like one of those places where the lights aren't very dark and oh. there's no stage so you're standing on the same level so you're really present you're present and you're vulnerable and um yeah you it's really tough so anyway i did like a seven minute set one time mm -hmm. and then i walked out on the sidewalk and this guy comes out and he's like hey man that was amazing hey that was amazing i came I to his voice I, I turned around it was it was david blaine did you know it was he uh, someone of note at that point yeah he was and i was just like this is very cool i, I don't think this is can do anything for yeah. me whatsoever but it's cool it is fucking, it's always cool when you get someone who is like respected in a in a totally different arena who yeah. respects your comedy. Who, who have you got like that? Who have I got? I'm trying to think. I have to pee so bad right now. I can't think. You I think can pee. We have to pause. Okay. Do you want to you want to host it while I'm gone? Yeah, I'll do that. Can okay. I use your uh, yeah. stuff? You want to plug in here? This is what I do. I did this with Doug one time. Why can't I just do? Oh yeah, yeah. You can sit here. Yeah. Okay. So this is you. This is you right here. This is me. Okay. So I'll turn it down. I was okay. wondering why you had two of them. Howard's gonna host now for about two minutes, and uh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. This is uh, this is not unprecedented on live tape. This is how live the show is. Okay. Have a seat. This is you. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Hey, gang. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what these buttons do. I'll tell you what. Johnny's headed to the men's room, and I've been to the men's room here. It's great. Um, they have a uh, like a Donald Trump face inside the urinal, so you get to pee on his face. So I imagine that's what Johnny's doing right now, gang. He'll be right back. If you're just tuning in, this is uh, how do I use all these things? What? Oh, it's this one. Good call. If you're just tuning in, this is the Johnny Pemberton Show. What is the name of this? What's the name of the show? Oh, live to tape. Oh, that's right. Live to tape. We're coming to you from a... Uh, I don't know how to use any of this. I'm just going to do it freestyle. Hey, guys. Uh, I've been adjusting to what Johnny does on the show. You know, you don't get a lot of prep coming in. He doesn't even tell you he's going to start making sound effects and stuff. It just happens, and you roll with it. And that's what I'm doing right now. I like this tech stuff. These are Roland VT3s, and um, he's got them taped up. Can I take any phone calls? Can I take some questions? You got to work? Oh, Johnny's back. Here we go. Thanks, Johnny. How was it? I didn't do a great job, I'll be honest with you. I didn't do a great job. What do you think happened? Anything happened? I think we lost some listeners. Did we lose some listeners? Maybe so. We lost. <laughs> Here he is. What did you talk about? Did you talk about anything cool? No, I just thought you were peeing on Trump's face in there. Oh, yeah, I'm peeing on Trump's face. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Say it. Say it. Say what? Say what you're going to say. You said, hey. Well, I have a gift for you. And, oh, and, shit. And I was going to give it to you now. Is that good? That's yeah, just a wonderful time for a gift. Okay, so in honor of today, should we, can we say what today is? Yeah, we can say what today is. Do you I know, mean, uh, the podcast will probably be out in like maybe, uh, um, uh, maybe about a week and a half from today. Okay, so... so um, so inauguration day. It's inauguration day for the president of the United States, the new president. And have you seen Id Idiocracy? I have. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, I've so it like ten times. So this gift is for you. It's an American gift. It it deals with idiocracy, but it also deals with you fighting for the America that you want, Johnny yes, Pemberton. Yes, yes. I present to you this quarter century old gift. 
in amazing shape. <laughs> I present to you, Johnny. Here you go. This is American Gladiators. Eight glossy cards, one sticker made by Tops. There you go. Damn. There you this go. This is incredible. Look at the condition on that, Johnny. This looks great. This is 25 years old. 26, actually. They made in 1991. See, the problem here is I want to open this. That's the thing. You yeah. can't, can you? I... I've given away a couple of them on Who Charted. Right. Nobody's been able to open it yet because it's in such good shape. It just looks beautiful. Yeah, it does. I mean, you that looks like it, it just got manufactured yesterday. It does. But yeah, I always think, okay, I open it up and then I frame each card. That's cool, too. That would be kind of cool. Hey, Thanks, uh, Howard. Well, here's a life hack. You can go online and Google what's inside the packs. You could look at the cards without opening it. Are you serious? You can look at the, put the serial number on Well, no, it won't be like, these are made in 91. They didn't even have the internet. 1991, the Samuel Golden Company. Samuel Goldwyn Company. All rights reserved. American Gladiators. All Gladiator names. All other distinctive titles and names and character likenesses are trademarks of the Samuel Goldwyn Company. All rights reserved. The Tops Company, Duria PA, 18642. There you go. I know you're into legalese, so that's why I gave that to you, so you can read the back. Yeah, I'm into legalese. I kind of am, actually. I'm, I'm more into brands, I would say. Are you? Mm. I'm into, like, the whole branding convention that seems to be getting worse and worse. Oh, it's, yeah. It's because uh, every branded. single person is branding themselves. Yeah, this is the... Uh, this is the Tops Wolfgang Puck Sprint Center. And it's a fucking daycare. <laughs> right. It's like everything has to be co-opted by a corporation. Yeah, it's got the corporate naming rights. That and all the goddamn, how everything, when you're shooting something, everyone wants to Greek everything out. Right. I hate that. I understand if you Explain don't- Explain to the folks at home. Okay, so folks at home. Folks at home. Folks at home. In Hollywood, when you shoot a production, you do something called greeking, which is covering of logos. I think it harkens back to the idea of someone says, well, that's Greek to me. Right. Being like something you don't understand. So greeking either means you cover it with some tape or do something to it to make it look not the same. Like if something said um, Nike, you'd cover up the N and the E, so it's just like Ike. Or right. If something's too big to cover and it looks weird. You and I are both, uh, we're greeked out right now. We both don't yeah. have any I mean, logos. I've got a big swoosh on my leg here. I'm wearing some Nike running pants. Oh, yeah. okay. But typically I try to be logo free just because I feel like... It's more, it's more classic. It's more classic. It's also, I'm not getting paid by them. Yeah. So why should I advertise? But that stuff, so in Hollywood, you Greek this stuff, and then people, people get so fucking, they go crazy about it. Mm -hmm. Like, you got, like you got, your web series is going to get sued mm -hmm. by ASICs. Right. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. It's just advertising for that. Yeah. I mean, you, you, there's hit songs and pornos. I mean, like, it's just... There's hit songs and pornos. <laughs> yeah. That's like a great like sort of tombstone thing. There's hit songs like and pornos. Earth is dead. Yeah, Earth is dead. How did you know what happened? Well, there's hit songs and pornos. Yep. There's no more. There's no more proprietary anything. There's got to be something at some point, though. I what? keep thinking that that stuff was. Gonna, there's got to be a tipping point. Like you could say that Trump's a tipping point in a way. Yeah. It's like this thing of this of of culture of media culture, gone to the highest point. Like right. This thing where the most absurd outlier is now the the number one thing like the head it's the it's not an outlier anymore it's the norm right you have this fucking yeah we're in a post we're in a post trump we're in a dump we're in a, we're in a post dump <laughs> we're in a trump dump yeah we're in a trump dump 
But yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe it's the low point. Maybe it'll keep getting worse. Maybe it's maybe yeah. it's the somehow it'll mobilize yeah. everybody to be great. Who knows? It'll be like idiocracy. Because idiocracy ended where those guys nothing really changed. They just kept on living. And they kind of had a slight. He's because he, he saved them, right? He saved them by they stopped feeding the plants Gatorade. And they um, they did a couple of very basic things. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how it ended. I think they had a lot of kids. A lot of kids. He was president. President not sure. Um, I think it was kind of a happily ever after thing, wasn't it? I don't know. I think it kind of was. I love it, but I haven't seen the end it's probably since it came out. Really? Yeah. You gotta check it out. I think it's fucking great. It holds up. It sure does. It was I brilliant. Especially now. Well, yeah. That's why I gave you those cards, man. Because it's like, you gotta be like Nitro. You gotta get... You <laughs> nitro. Gotta like, yeah, you gotta pump yourself up I for America. Love, I love that show. My mom didn't like me watching it, though. It was bad influence, probably. I feel like she didn't like me watching fucking anything. Why? What's wrong? What was up with that? I don't know. She just wasn't it wasn't cool. wasn't into stuff. I wasn't supposed to watch The Simpsons. Why not? Because it was dirty. It's foul. Oh, it's she a, was very uh, prim and proper. Yeah, conservative. Conservative Southern lady. You didn't grow up like that at all, though, did you? Um, I grew up with, like, the regular, uh, you know, suburban, just, you know. You like? Regular track, be a regular person thing. Regular, regular, regular? You mean yeah. like, uh, sucking on chili dogs, sucking on chili dogs. Do you know? Do you sucking know, on chili dogs, sucking on. Do you know what that's, do you know what that song's about? Well, it's about, um, date rape. Okay, so the chili dogs was actually the local hockey team. It was a local minor league hockey oh, team. Oh, so she's giving blowjobs? Yeah, when he says, suck it on chili dogs outside the Tasty Freeze, he caught her doing the hockey team. Oh, I didn't know. John Cougar Mellencamp did. Yeah. Why would they have a hockey team named the Chili Dogs? That's uh, just great. That's how Indiana was, man. It's Indiana? He's from Indiana, yeah. I, Indiana, I don't understand Indiana. I got no sense of it. I, I, I was there on the road recently. Yeah. And um, you're exactly right. It's a state that to other states doesn't seem to have much of its own identity. But when you go there... It's just the Midwest, right? It's just the Midwest, but it's I... It's not the Midwest, really. It's not. It's too far east. It's too far east. It's just, just like south of Chicago yeah. or something. But um, I got into a... Uh, I had a tire blowout on the road. Oh, shit. By yourself? Yeah, totally by myself. So you, when was this? Uh, you know, like less than a year ago. You were on, on my, tour doing, doing comedy shows. Yeah, I'm on my way from like Chicago to Bloomington. Right. And on the way to do the gig, I had a tire blowout. Mm -hmm. And... um. It was, I forget the exact name of the town in Indiana, but it was ringing a bell to me. Mm -hmm. So then, Gary? Um, nope. Okay. It was, but anyway, so it all just started, I, I never even formed the thought in my head, but when the tow truck driver showed up, I go, is Axel Rose from here? <laughs> and he goes, that's my cousin. Holy shit. <laughs> yep. Did you guys so, have a good talk? That was about it. That was just so put off by having to be on the road by myself and deal with a tire blowout, but in like three hours, I still got to do a show. That's the thing that always kills me, man. I can't do that anymore. I decided six hours is the maximum I can drive on a day when I have to do a show. That's, that's yep, you're exactly right. Anything over six, you're going to be a stiff mess when yeah. you get there. Or if you do, like I always always prop myself up with a little bit of speed, a little bit of mm. pharmaceutical. 
wow. speed, but you can't do that for more than I can't do it for more than a few days in a row. Wow, I never tried that, but never have. But you're like super chill. Well, you're like the chillest guy I know. I don't know. Sometimes like, you t- you drank tea just now. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, coffee just dries me out. Yeah. I, I stopped drinking it, and now when I go back to it, maybe like after three, four sips, my, the inside of my torso feels all like dehydrated. See, I'm just, my insides are all so fucked up. I can't, sometimes I just can't tell what's even doing it. I just like, <laughs> sort of like, I don't even know. Well, what, from what, dumping what, stuff in there? Just from being, having a bowel disease, from having colitis. Yeah. Oh, you have that? Yeah, I have oh, to wow. have that. So it's like, oh, for man. me, I can't tell what the vector is, you know? Does it get on your hands? Because I touched your equipment. Yeah, I got, stuff. yeah it's, it's a contagious disease. <laughs> I've been spreading colitis for, for, for fucking 25 years now. You should get rubber <laughs> gloves, man. <laughs> Yeah, colitis does sound bad, doesn't it? Terrible. It sounds like a, a communicable disease. It's not, though. Wasn't that from Hotel California? Warm smell of colitis <laughs> rising up through oh the air. <laughs> Warm smell of colitis. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's he actually saying? Colitas, which I don't even know. It's like a, it's a food or something, I guess. That's one of my all-time favorite songs. Do you like it? I fucking love it. I used to do this thing on... Remember, remember Vine? Do you remember Vine? Yeah, I'm so glad it's gone. Really? I, I just, miss it. I like Vine. I like six-second videos, but mm-hmm. I'm always glad when an app that I don't really know that good goes, goes oh, okay. belly up. Because then it's like, oh, I didn't need to learn it. That's See, good. I, I liked it because of the looping property so you could make beats. Right. So I would like play a record and I would find... I'd spend like sometimes I've been like an hour just tr- not an hour trying like to find a minutes. six second loop yeah and I got some good ones I probably have like eight or nine really fucking fat loops dog that's cool <laughs> you know with a pitch control with a speed control you could yeah. have made any one of them six that's true but sometimes it's you You hear it and I'll hear it naturally I'm like oh, I'm gonna do this on the fly that's cool but how was I even saying about you Vine? know that was Vine oh yeah what was oh, it what were we talking about oh Kalitas Hotel Kalitas. California yeah I used to make these vines where I would just anytime I was on the radio, I would freak out. Like, oh my God, it's on the radio. Because it's probably the most played song on the radio. Oh, yeah, that's but, you funny. Know, you know the irony of it. Right, that is funny. But that song, it's so good. It is a good song. People hate the Eagles. I don't, because my, my dad played it for us when we were kids. So I just Me think too. of being a kid. But I did a dumb thing. I recorded a rap song. Right. You know, the soul. Well, yeah, of course, you know the solo to how California. So it was a syllable sil- from it was a syllable for a syllable match of the guitar solo. Well, how does that even go then? So it's it was- like so that's how the rap went so you exactly were, so you were saying words instead of dental nail yeah it was so about like, going to hotel california and meeting like a crazy girl and having sex and it's a whole weird story where can you hear that i put it on maybe i don't know soundcloud, SoundCloud? maybe uh, i'll try to get you a link how does that work because that's is it how does it work with the copyright of that sort of thing oh it's like frank ocean i, I stole it and and it's just, it's okay as long as you don't profit from it, right? Yeah, I don't think they'll come after me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that gets me too, man. That fucking gets my goat hard is when people, it's like, oh, we can't use that music. It's like, just fucking, just use a little bit of it. Yeah, just use it. No you one's going to know. You ever heard that saying, uh, to seek permission is to court denial? Yes. I always think about that. Like, you're just fucking, you're waiting for someone to tell you it's okay. Just, right. Let's don't ask for Let per- the lawyer call you. Give yourself permission. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you t- worst comes worst, you just take it down. There you go. And you know, some of the eagles are starting to drop. You know, Glenn yeah. Fry's not with us, so, you know. Yeah, he's dead. Pretty soon it'll be public domain. 
That's how it works, right? When the guys in the bands die, then you just use it. I wish it did. I think it's plus 70 years. Yeah. There's a lot of these uh, outlets out here, you know, just media conglomerates. Right. They don't know what they own and what they don't own. Yeah, that's true. Because so, it's a weird network of, oh, we own Universal Music Group, which owns Cotillion, right. which was a subsidiary of Chess, which was under the management of uh, Michael Baxworth, and he signed it off to uh, Cotillion Export, which was a label used for export to Cuba. Well, when the, commun when the communists took over, they lost the rights to that and reverted back to the Coca-Cola Corporation, which is owned by Vivendi, and Vivendi licensed out songs. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was the, you had it 95% correct. It was yeah. actually his second wife that took it from, oh, from Vivendi. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Vivendi. Good old yeah. Wendy Music Group. Vivendi. Vivendi. Shh. That's Shh. you. Shh. We're talking, we, we talked so much before the podcast because we waited for a while. Yeah. Did we uh, talk it out? No. We're good. Do, do you have any more t topics? Yeah. Um, cassettes. Can we just lay the topics out here? Oh, right yeah. Now? So you. So, cassettes. Um, Somehow we got talking about cassettes. <laughs> yeah, we got talking about cassettes. So I thought I was supposed fan. to bring cassettes for some reason. Yeah, well, because I said if you want to bring any music, because I thought maybe you'd bring some G some DBS, some Dragon Ball oh, Sway. Oh, I see. Some, well, I can some, give you some of that. Some hot tracks. You got some? Yeah. Well, you want you got something new that people you want people to hear? Uh, well, uh, not that came out yet. Like, uh, what's what I mean? Maybe something that's not out yet. Oh, that you want to promo. Uh, I don't have it like in a form that you could hear it. Do you have an album? Anything coming out, like an album or anything? Uh, yeah, I have a. I have. Well, there's one. Uh, um, Tears on my shaft is a Dragon <laughs> Ball. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, man, because I was gonna ask you if you continue if you continue to heal with your steel. Yes, I do. And so you do. Well, uh, Tears on my shaft. Tears on my shaft is kind of my Chinese democracy. It was okay. recorded like three and a half years ago, right? but we just we haven't mustered up the will to exactly finish it. Who's we? Me and uh, Brett Morris, who's an okay. engineer at Earwolf and right. a really talented producer. I yeah. did three. I did four summer albums with them. Right. And uh, we've got some great songs on those. You can find them on iTunes and Bandcamp. But we've also got, you know, Tears on My Shaft. And then I have two others. So there's there's three Dragon Boy Suede albums that are on tap. Ready. These are full albums. Yeah, 10 songs each. Damn. So these are all recorded. It's all just you. Unfortunately, yeah. I just thought maybe, maybe oh, I've got like uh, the Jizza steps in for oh, the yeah, track that or kind some of thing. shit. I don't know. It's weird. I like I, I, I started listening to rap like way back in the day, and yeah. there was no features. It wasn't. So, so to me, it was like I don't know. It just didn't. It never was a thing. Like yeah. oh, I got to get other people to be on my songs. Now I never it's like all the it fucking like everything's that. You look at a rap title of the song, and it's like yeah, it's so long you can't even read the whole thing on your phone. It's right. It's like featuring plus. This and that, and I don't even know what's what. I know. I don't even know what's what, Howard. It's so hard with hip hop. It's these so days. hard with hip hop. I don't even know who's who. Who's who? What's what? I love the McConan just came out of the closet. Oh yeah, that's crazy. We just found that out. That's a, that's a, that's that's an absolute first is for a popular rapper to come out of the closet. Absolute first. Is it really? I mean, who? who well, Frank Ocean, but he came out as bi. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Well, he's he's a singer too, right? Yeah, so it doesn't really count, does it? But I mean, Mackinac might be half singing. I don't know. First one to come out. There was. Is that really true? I think so. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Dr. There's Dr. Nobody, Dre is gay. 
Is he? I'm pretty sure he's gay. A lot of people say... A lot, there's a lot of information that says Dr. Gray is gay. Wow. And I believe it. I remember uh, Gay Day on the Chronic album. Was it? Really? That was Dre Day. What I want to know is who's gay and reggae. There's got to be some gay reggae out but there. Didn't what's-his-name do the reggae gay? <laughs> Who did? What's the... Um, reggae, reggae. You know, he does songs on the Howard Stern show. Eli. Eli... Uh, Eli Manning? No. Eli he's a, Whitney. He's a guy out here. Mm. Sorry, oh, Eli. Eli. Yeah, Eli. Eli, yeah. um... We gotta know this name. We gotta get this. Sorry, name. Eli. We're blanking on your name. I'm, I'm gonna get. It. I got my his name on my phone. I have to get it because I can't. You can't not say. I can't not say that. Yeah, he played Summerfest one year. He does. He does. He's one of the two guys that writes the song parodies on yeah. Howard on Howard Stern. What's the name? Eli. I'm gonna look it up on Twitter. Eli Braden. There it is, Eli Braden. Eli Braden, Eli Braden. Eli Braden, great song, great, very cool, very cool dude. Yeah, too. so he knows who the reggae gays are. I'm we sure. gotta get him on here. See, we have to have you back and have um have an in-studio musician. Would you be down with that? If there's like a DJ in here, would you rap? I guess. I'm you not guess? into jamming, I don't know. You're not into jamming? <laughs> no. See, I'm like super into jamming. You are? Yeah. I did so much of it as a youth, and there's so much of it that just no, never saw the light of day. Now I'm just like, if I'm going to do music, I just want to do a song that someone's going to hear. Well, they, they would hear it right here, because we'd be jamming for the podcast. Uh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But you're, you're saying right. It, would, it, would, it would be buried in the podcast, though, so. I'm down to there's do that. it. If it's not raining, I'll come through. If it's not raining. Yeah, today was, I mean, it's crazy what's going on. This is this is L.A. weather like you've yeah. ever seen before. We got floods. So I have a story I'll tell you. Please. Uh, this time last week, today is Friday, last week on Thursday, it feels like a lot longer ago than it was. It was raining as well. Not as hard, but it was still it was still pretty fucking soupy out there. Mm. We got a lot of, a lot of uh, flooding in the streets. Mm. I live in Studio City, so there's a lot of flooding up there. I decided I would microdose some LSD. Wait, eight days ago? So a week ago. Wow. Six, seven, eight, seven days ago. Well, you've got you've got some chemicals. You you know how to work the chemicals. Yeah, I get. Why, how, why do you say that? <laughs> well, I mean, I I don't like. I mean, I've admitted a million times I've smoked weed and stuff, but yeah. I don't know how to like. I wouldn't know how to microdose. Well, here's the stories. I didn't know how to eat it, Howard, <laughs> okay? okay? Right. I thought I was taking what was a microdose. I have many, many times taken a microdose of LSD, and it's very effective. I have, like, an energy problem. I get, like, tired all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. Mainly it's because of my bowels, because it's like, oh, if, yeah. I'm, if, you're, if you have a bowel sickness, it just it saps your energy. So a lot of times I'll take, like, a small amount of something like Adderall, like a really small amount. Just enough to like give, to give you a, uh, some pep. Yeah, I'm, I'm not taking it. Uh, probably take like a, a quarter of what someone who would take it for a prescription would take. But so I've, LSD also has that effect, and it's like people talk about it. Uh, even scientists talk about it. Even Leary, Timothy Leary even talked about it as being like a really effective form of energy taken in a really small doses. And I've done it a bunch because wow. I had it dosed out from someone. But this time I had some liquid, and I tried to dose it myself. And was like, oh, I'll take this. I have had to record a, record a podcast that day at three here, and I, it was noon. And I had it made a smoothie. I was gonna go hiking. I like going hiking in the rain, right? I like going running and hiking in the rain. I get to the hike spot. I drive two miles from my house. Get out of the car. Start going up the hill. 
and it's fucking hits me hard as shit. Oh. Like You're fucking, outside in the rain? Yeah, by myself. I'm the only car in the parking lot. Maybe two cars in the parking lot. It's just raining because no one wants to fucking hike in the rain. And it hits me so fucking hard that I can like barely... hits me so hard and so fast, I can barely text text the people here at the studio that I have to cancel because I'm just fucking balls out. Try to text my friend who's going to be the guest. I can't can't do it. And then it was like for the next four or five hours, I was in... I was just holding on for dear life, man. Where did you stay in the car? Uh, what I did is I walked. I tried to go up over the hill, my normal my normal path. I've done it like probably 60 times, you know, so it's, I'm super familiar with the area. It's not dangerous. There's water fountain over the hill. So I'm, it, it's, I feel like, okay, I feel safe. But I know that this isn't going to go anywhere. It's not like alcohol where you can kind of like, you can run it off or you can drink some coffee or, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, You can't yeah, yeah. soak it up. You right. can't soak you can't, up I'm going to go get some greasy eggs yeah. and bacon. I wish you could do <laughs> Eat that. Eat off this acid. Yeah, <laughs> off this fucking acid. So I know that, but it's just fucking ramping up. It's so strong that I'm walking and I can barely, f- I can't feel my legs. I feel like I'm floating. I'm hearing all these crazy sounds and shit, and I call Britt and tell her this is going on, and I'm I'm okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna walk back down to the car. I walk, and I'm fucking blistering, tripping hard. Go back down my car. I change. I put a heavier jacket on, and um, put a, ha- a knit hat on. I can't. I obviously can't drive. I can't. I mean, even if even if I wanted to drive, I wouldn't be able. You couldn't figure I, it I just out. Couldn't figure, and just you're physically incapacitated. I walk home like two and a half miles in the rain, and uh, I get home, and I'm still, it's still just fucking balls out tripping. It was this thing where I got home, and I, I was sick. I vomited a bunch. It was had you had you microdosed before, and it worked out fine. Yeah, a bunch of times, but not with this particular LSD that was liquid. Uh, so I fucked it up. It was my fault. I you took I, too much. I took way too much. I probably took about two hits of acid. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I meant to just take a, like like an eighth of a hit. Now I haven't done acid in quite a while. Yeah, I remember being at uh, Kirby Lane in Austin and ordering nachos. Kirby Lane? It's just uh, like a restaurant okay. in Austin. <laughs> and um, the, the, I ordered a big plate of nachos, and it did not even look like food. And all I could do was stare at it, and it just didn't even seem. It just like never even occurred to me to put any of it in my mouth. Was it a bad trip? Would you say? Uh, no, that wasn't bad. Right. I, I, um, I did acid once in New York City and started yeah. walking around. That 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 wasn't great. It wasn't great. But that was like, I mean, that was college. That was a long yeah. time ago. Stuff went, I could, things to me kept looking filthy. Like, I yeah. looked at looked just disgusting and kind of yeah. like terrible. We yeah. did one, we, we stayed inside the apartment and- uh, See, that's the bad, that's the bad thing. Well, well, we knew not to go outside because it was New York. Like, it was just too many things coming yeah, at you. Yeah, you're going to over, be overwhelmed by the- So, so my friend had a wetsuit. And so, um, oh my god, this is great already. Okay, so anytime I hear my friend had a wetsuit, right? So we had a a wetsuit, so then we got the idea to take everything out of the refrigerator and he could pull all the shelves out too, right? So we would take turns putting on the wetsuit and then (laughs) going inside the refrigerator with the door closed. That's the fucking coolest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) How old were you? It was college, college. God damn it. This is in, in New York City? In New York City. It was like one block away from the Empire State Building. It lived in this uh, like uh, eight-story uh, <laughs> apartment building, and it's the only 
Only apartment building within probably three or four blocks. Like everything else is a business. <laughs> so you wake up in the morning and you're in Manhattan right near the Empire State Building and you could just feel this rush of people. Yeah. Just like you're in this insane crossroads of people. And that's just where you would live every day. And that's cool. Know, it was not cool. It wasn't? <laughs> no. How long did you live there? One year. One I, year. You hated it? I was a waiter at TGI Fridays in Rockefeller Center. <laughs> and I I had to just keep doing it to pay off that lease because my dad co-signed the lease. Oh, she so had to pay it off. Yeah, it was rough stuff. What the, college was that? The American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Oh. Yeah, what did you study school. there? Acting. That's all you could study. Oh, I didn't know that. It was two years, yeah. So you're you're a bona fide theater trained actor. Yes, but my yeah, but I don't I don't know. I gotta get some tips from you. I gotta be. I gotta get some working actor stuff going. Really? Well, do you? What kind of tips do you want? <laughs> See, because I feel like the opposite. I feel like I don't have enough training. I feel like a I kind of a fraud in that sense. Well, I don't know. I think the goal is to get acting work, and you're getting it. Yeah, I get it, but I sometimes think that acting work. At least in Hollywood, comes from uh, your ability to sort of trick people into hiring you. Right, that's the tips I need. Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> well, I mean, one we talked about this. You have that headshot show. Right. That's a trick. That's an old trick I used to have. Was never bring a headshot or a resume to an audition. Ooh. Because you look like someone you who know needs the, it. You know the old saying: "Stand there with your hat in your hand." Right. That's why I feel like it's like the equivalent of that. Yeah, I always felt like that of sitting in those rooms. Like yeah. And everyone else felt like that, too, it felt like. You, just feel, you feel sort of like you're shit, you're nothing. Yeah. Or like, I would always never look at my phone, too. I always thought that was a dumb thing to do. Why, because it looks like you're fronting? Like, you're, just, well, you're, just, you're just sitting there, like, piddling around. Right. And it's like a thing where I would always like, oh, I'm going to look around and look at people and just sort of like, get the lay of the land. Be in the Be in the, be in the moment, yeah. Yeah. That's Instead. a thing. That's my, that's my pro tip number two. Pro tip number three is eat a banana before an audition. Why? Because it helps you relax. And really? It also gives you energy. Well, this like is a, actually great stuff. Yeah. Eat a banana. Can I record this part? Sure, yeah, go ahead. Put, put it on record. Okay. Uh, no headshot, because you look like a... <laughs> no headshot. Don't look at your phone. Look at people. Eat a banana. Helps eat a, you relax. Eat a banana. Helps you relax. Also, uh, talk. don't talk to people too much if you know them. Don't be afraid to be like, I don't want to talk. Or you can, I would always like go away from the waiting room. I do that. I always yeah. do that at stand-up shows too. Yeah. Because I don't want to like get pulled into, or I'll do the opposite. I'll just really just kick it out there. Just really be kicking it hard if I know people. Putting of, out energy. Yeah. Just because when you go in there, the difference between waiting the waiting room and the audition is the same. It's the same thing. Because you go in and you're, you're kicking it with your friends out in the lobby. Then when you go in the audition, you're kicking it with everyone in their room. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you ad lib funny stuff at the end of the scenes? Always, without fail, no matter what. I heard that. I think Nick Kroll told me that yeah. or something. And I was like, wow, I, I'd been doing this for years and never did that once. Oh, really? But it's great because it just shows them you can be funny, but you're yeah. also doing the lines, right? Yeah, I think it's like a thing where you have to do the, you have to do the things for sure, you have to do the lines, but... Well, for a long time, I didn't even know the fucking do the lines. I was such a little piece of shit that I would go in there and get the lines wrong and just be improvising shit. 
Right. And it's like it's I didn't realize how disrespectful that was. Yeah, Cuz I people... just thought, yeah, I'm 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 funny. I fucking got this. Right. You but know? even if the material's terrible, the people will take it as a sign of yeah. disrespect cuz they don't think it is. Also this idea where the material's not terrible, you're just not good enough to make the bad material right. good. Right. Right. Cuz a bad actor, a good actor can make bad material look good. Right. Yeah. Like uh, you can figure it out. Yeah. Olivier Olivia, yeah, you go. So when you were in the academy, what is, who did you like study and stuff? Like what? What, what is this Meisner technique? Meisner. So it's the thing. I'm here for you. I'm here for, for you. you. I'm here for you. Here, I'm here, here for, for you. you. I'm yeah. here for you. Right. I'm here for you. Right. I'm here for you. Right. <laughs> and if you have a critical mind, and you know, because stand up, yeah. I was I was starting to do it back then. Yeah. And the two things fight each other completely. They do because it's this thing where Meisner is such a you just let it flow. Right. You gotta like just you're like beating down a door with raindrops. Right. Yeah. Yes. Whereas, you're not. You're not. You're not picking the lock. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good analogy. Tough. Damn, that's a fucking. That's a good analogy. <laughs> hey, but you did speak of the headshots. I want to remind everybody. I do a program called the Headshot Show every Wednesday night, eight by ten on Shop XSN. Dot com. Are you serious? It's on. It's online. Yeah, it's um Shop XSN, Johnny. What's Shop XSN? Tell me it's, about it. It's basically an online version of Home Shopping Club. So Shop XSN. Shop XSN. Basically, um, XSN. we do this show where we sell old comedians headshots, and uh, we do it every Wednesday night. How much do they go for? Ten bucks. Oh, okay. So there's a cap. There's a salary cap on there. There's a cap, yeah. You won't pay more than 10 Oh, that's good. So it makes it fair so they don't have a competition like, my headshot sold for $500 in this lady in Iowa. Right. But the competition is who sold more headshots. Who sold more? Oh. Yeah, because if I have you, you know, like I've had a bunch of guests on. Yeah. Um, Brody Stevens has sold the most. He's got a great online following and people yeah. have picked up his headshots. How many have they bought? Um, How many? Over a thousand dollars worth. A thousand. That's over. That's a hundred headshots. Yeah. They bought a thousand dollars of the Brody Stephen headshots. That's right. He's got three different headshots. Damn. Constipated uh, loan shark. <laughs> Constipated loan shark. <laughs> One of them. He's got a leather jacket on and he's making a face. Call it Constipated loan shark. I can't wait to see that. You should come on. It's a lot yeah, of fun. I'm down. I got. Oh, you know, what? I'll, just for you, I'll go get some headshots reprinted. Please, yeah. I'm in the third printing of my long-haired headshot. Like I, yeah. they just sat in my house for 20 years, and now I'm actually having to get more of them. I forgot that you used to have long hair. Yeah, back listeners. In the day. I met Howard way back in the day. Did you 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 met me when I had long hair? Yeah, I remember my first time I met you was when I was at the M Bar and I was going to the, the yeah. comedy. What's it called? It wasn't called Comedy Death Ray. It was called Comedy... Yeah, it was Comedy Death Comedy Death Ray back then at the yeah. bar. It was my first comedy show I ever went to in L.A. I was so stoked. And it was cool to me because there's always people who I didn't know who they were. But then I'm like, these people are all fucking so funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't get that, oh, TV, you don't see... like you, TV's like an iceberg. Right. Where all these funny people, you just... They're, I don't know how you know no, what I mean? it's, like, it's like a thing where I just didn't it's like a rant how, yeah yeah when you watch TV you might think like oh these are the funniest people in town no nope. it's a really weird odd collection if you had to make your own list of funniest people in town and compare mm -hmm. it to 
it, w- it would never match up. Yeah, because I remember seeing Chip Poe posting it, and it was like the funniest thing I've ever fucking seen him doing this. With, with, he had like a newspaper. He was just reading off the news, talking about it, and it was so funny. And seeing you do all this shit there with the... I've talked to this, with you before about the... Um, the dog. What's it? You had a little the dog that has no faith in your or the, oh yeah, the, yeah yeah the owl yeah that has no uh, faith in your my abilities yeah that kind of shit it just fucking floored me because it was so non traditional well not not it wasn't even I didn't understand what they even because my experience with comedy was so limited then because wow. I only lived in you know, that's interesting yeah. to me because you're always, you've been like a genre bender yourself so. Well, I think that's what happens. I saw all this stuff, and I was like, "Oh, I have to do something different than this because right. this is—I don't want to be the same as someone I'm seeing." But the people I was seeing were already so vanguard and so progressive. Yeah. So it made me—I guess it just uh, by default made me want to do stuff that was. Yeah, weird. I think that's happened weird. with me too. I mean, we were doing weird stuff in Austin, but then when we came out here, mm-hmm. it was like you know, seeing like. Sarah Silverman and Mary Lynn Reichkub doing weird bits yeah. about being ghosts and that was the beginning of the alternative comedy it really was and then you know Tenacious D and all right. that stuff was bubbling up at the time it was great I wonder what the next thing is going to be because all these people we're talking about are all super famous and in a way they're mainstream as hell right so like why don't, it's hard to say that goes back to what we're talking about before like what is it's you can't it's hard to see what alternative is to a point because I feel like yeah, now it's mainstream. Yeah, but yeah. It is, so it's not alternative. So what is what is alternative? What is yeah? Like it's weird. Like it? even when you say alt music, like kids now don't know what that is. No, it's like it's it's, it's been absorbed. That's the thing. I, some some person said it's a, it's an effect of the economy being so shitty that millennials don't have the uh, ability to. Like if they can't afford to be um, uh, rebellious or something like that. What? Like in terms of... There's no way. I mean, there's nobody more broke than comics when they're first starting exactly. out. And they're so rebellious. I, I don't know how that makes sense. I think it, they were talking more about music, how mainstream okay. music is also somehow also considered alternative. Yeah, yeah. I, that I understand. Yeah. I think also, too, what's pretty crazy is like, um, you used to like... When we were growing up, there was like the classic rock station, right. and you, you would know all those songs. Yeah. You know, like now everything is these weird playlists that people find. So I remember I was in an Uber, and um, this guy was playing a bunch of Pink Floyd. Really? Yeah. And I go, oh, you know, you're into this stuff. And then we started talking, and he hadn't heard any Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> Super into Pink Floyd. Never heard Led Zeppelin. They never heard Led Zeppelin. Like this is a person that just could never have existed before. Yeah. Like you just you would listen to classic. I mean, it's just hard to explain. Even that's so crazy. It's because like they're cherry picking stuff off of these playlists and. Yeah. Well, it's like the same thing we're talking about before. Is how there's people who are really successful but completely unknown yeah. to people. Yeah. Or I, there's some guy I know, I can't think of his name, but he's super famous in Brazil. There's people who have like... Oh, like people that are here. Yeah, there's people yeah, yeah, here yeah. having these weird cult followings or... Yeah, in different lands. Yeah. There's people yeah. who can go to Nashville because they're on a CMT show. They're fucking... Huge in yeah, Nashville. Yeah, never have to pay for a drink. Right. I don't yeah. have that. Maybe in Austin. You think people. so? Maybe Where Where's your spot, Howard? Where's Austin. your like... Austin? Yeah. Why did you move to Austin initially? Um, There was a... 
this show on MTV called 120 Minutes. Right. And they did just a, a week. At, they just did a show about Austin. And I remember because th- I was in New York at the time. So I thought, oh, that might be a cool place to go. Yeah. So then um, I, at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, the guy who ran the school was from Texas. Right. So there just happened to be a bunch of students that he let in that were from Texas. And so my one friend was like, we should move to Austin. And I was like, I'm not moving to Texas. That's ridiculous. Because <laughs> you grew up in Jersey. You're like a you're an East Coast guy. East, East Coast. You grew Classic up in, East Coast guy. I guess. But I always knew I wanted to leave and come to California. Yeah. But um, so then, yeah, just went, I got out of school and just was, uh, you know, had, had no options. This guy called up, said, you want to move across country? And I said, yeah. And I got caught in a blizzard in Colorado and said, this weather's horrible. Let's go to Austin. We went to Austin. So you just did an audible? Basically, yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, listeners, an audible, if you don't know, which I don't know either because I don't watch sports, but I know yeah. it's when the quarterback decides to deviate from the planned play and literally makes an audible that is able to be heard call to the running back and the other players on the team that's on his team and they change plays. They change plays <laughs> midstream. I love using that's one of my favorite sports metaphors. So you called that fucking audible. Called it called the audible. You called the audible and just moved to Austin. So you moved there and you just were like how did cuz that's the thing I've never done. I'm always interested in this because I moved to LA, I had a job because I had to have health insurance. Because my dad was like, you'll bankrupt the family if you get sick. Oh, my gosh. So I had to have shit set up. I I wanted a couch crash. You know, I wanted to be like everyone else in the world where you fucking eke it out. Right. Maybe that discipline helped you. Because I was able to couch surf and do all that. Yeah. But that's cool. It is cool. I wound up getting... So you just did that? You just went down there and you kind of slummed it for a certain amount of time? Yeah, I remember I first rolled into town. I didn't even know if they had a comedy club, but I knew I wanted to do start doing that. So and you hadn't then, been doing stand-up yet? No, I, I had taken a class in New York. It was like a class they taught at the comic strip. For this guy, really? this comic named Gabe Abelson. Holy shit, where's that guy now, you think? Um, he had done a letter. I think he was a writer for Letterman. Right. I, I don't know what he's doing now. But then one day they go, we have a special guest in class. Right. right? And it was a pre-fame Jeff Garland. Holy shit. He comes in and he starts saying that. He starts telling us, I will be famous. And I'm like, what? And then wow. he goes, he goes, I have no backup plan. He goes, they tell you to have a backup plan. He goes, I have no backup plan, so I will be famous. So... Ten years went by, and I just think of that guy every now and then. I go, that jackass who said he's going to be famous. So one day I turn on the TV, and there's an episode of Baywatch. Uh-huh. And they have a character who's a radio DJ. Right. And he's doing a remote out on the pier. Yeah. And it's Jeff Garland. And I'm like, that's the guy from the class who said he's going to be famous. Wow, he's, oh, I guess, I don't know that he's famous, but he got on Baywatch. Yeah. And then I, that went on. That was the last time I saw him for five years, and then all of a sudden, Curb Your Enthusiasm happened. Was he a regular on Baywatch, or no? It was just like a one-off. guest star. Yeah, it was just a one-off. Man, that's cool. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like the Obama thing. Yeah, so, so but basically, uh, school was over and just moved down to Austin and started doing stand-up. Did you have a backup? <laughs> no back. I mean, my back, I worked at TGI Fridays there, too. You're going to be an MMA fighter? <laughs> they didn't have it. They had uh, an MMA in the streets. Yeah, they did. Yeah. MMA in the streets. I don't know what else is in the sheets. In the sheets, in the streets, baby. That's where I do my bits. Like Connor. Conor McGregor. Conor, you, you, you a lover or a hater? Lover. 
Yeah, I kind of vacillate between love and hate. Well, what's the hate part? The hate is just, it's like this thing where initially it was hate. I think now I just kind of respect him just because, well, the hate is like anything. It's the same reason he wants you to hate him because he's so... Uh, arrogant. So arrogant. But the way I look at him is this, is like, what did you deserve to have to watch what did you do to deserve to watch that guy like nothing so no. he, to me it's just a gift like yeah. this crazy Irish guy who's um, insanely skilled right insanely arrogant insanely verbal it's, yeah. it's great I just think it's a great well, spectacle yeah I've turned on him now to turn toward him because I feel like it's just this thing where he is basically he's invented this thing and I don't think he wins because he's the best fighter I think he wins because he has the best mental game. Mm -hmm. And he freaks the shit out of people. Yeah. He's got this weird, like, laser focus. He just is so... It's like he can see the future. He sees one particular future that he knows is going to happen. So he's so confident in the what he knows is going to happen. There's not even an ounce of doubt when he's beginning the fight. Right. Where he, and he projects that to the other fighter. And it fucking fucks with their head. Yeah. It's the kind of thing, like when you saw Jose Aldo get knocked down. Yeah, that was mental game. Like, oh, that's all mental because Aldo's a great fighter. Yeah. And Aldo just, he, you saw his face. He lost that fight before he even stepped in the ring because you saw his face. He was, he's yeah. like scared. He was. So it's like this thing where McGregor's like created, someone says like a fucking time traveler or something where yeah. he's created this thing where like, he's even, even, even after getting knocked out and shit. Doesn't matter. He's like this fucking no, yeah, weird no, he, time traveler. He, he, yeah, he's got such a strong, good attitude about like, it. Like he knows. I wonder if he would, if he could. Uh, I like the, the walk. Yeah, yeah the fucking. That walk is it's genius. Like a, it's like a genius peacock. It's like yeah. he reinvented a peacock walk. Mm -hmm. He's flowing. It's like you a know, flow walk. You know who kind of walks like that? Because oh. have you seen the Oasis documentary? No, we we're talking about that. Yeah, yeah like uh, Liam from Oasis. Right. He had that kind of like where everything is just kind of from the center and the top of yeah. the shoulders. And I was like, that might have been like the inspiration. I don't know. There's similarities though. There's something about that. It's weird how how much that shit matters it's kind of freaky how much that stuff matters what the mental game yeah oh absolutely it's yeah like i mean even with thing. just um making it into show business yeah. even as far as this like uh it all just kind of comes from like uh having like a, a not a vision but you um instead of looking at it like how impossible it is you're looking at the one way it's possible yeah or also what else are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> Chip said that to me once, Chip yeah. Pope, who we've been talking about. Yeah. Because, you know, you start talking about quitting or doing something. He's just like, what What else are we going to do? Yeah. Me and him would always joke, like, if it all goes belly up, we're going to work at this place, Texas French Bread. It was just, it's just this, this sandwich good. place in Austin. And you're not gonna. You ever been back there? Do you tell them that? Like, hey yeah, guys. we always see it. Like sometimes, if you're visiting Austin, you drive <laughs> past it. Like, why do I think that's the thing? That's where I would land if it all goes belly up. I, I thought I'd be a house painter. House painter. I was really good. jealous of my friend who's a house painter, and I was like, "Ah, oh, so cool! You can do that." And he was like, I, I don't like doing this. I do this to make money." Right. I was like, "Oh, but isn't that cool? Because it's like a Zen thing, and you're." That it's apart from you're not working at a restaurant it's like a different thing I can see that I mean you could smoke weed probably yeah. all day Springsteen's one job he had besides music I think he painted one house one time really? yeah that's it that's it he was he was uh, he's, he was doing music so young that he never needed another job yeah. how young was he doing music? Uh, I think like 17 and stuff Damn. yeah 
I've never been, I've never, never been a Springsteen fan, but I, I respect the guy. I'm just there not like go. a, you know. I, I, I come from ten minutes away from where he's from, so you reading the to. autobiography and everything, it's just like I know every single landmark. So it's just um, he's a guy that I rejected all the way through high school, but then started to appreciate when I got older. Because in high school, you want you don't like that guy. Cause he's like everyone likes Springsteen. It's just so likes, all over the place. Like, My brother, you know. Just, oh. <laughs> Your brother's a huge Springsteen guy? He was a big Springsteen guy back then, and I was into punk rock. And he, yeah. he would go, punk rock is a con. And you, <laughs> and, and you fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. What is it? What else did he say then? About, about punk rock? Yeah, how is, it, how is it a con? Because, all right, you, know, you know, the Clash had this album, Sandinista. Yeah. Right? It's a, it's a triple album. Yeah. And um, there were there was all these different musical genres on it, right? So he might hear something that's like kind of tropical, you know, something like that. And um, I didn't completely understand it all yet, so he go, oh, "This sounds terrible." And I would say, "Well, like they're not they're not doing it for real. Like they're making fun yeah, of it." Yeah, yeah. And which isn't exactly true. But that's when he said it. Punk rock is a con. I think I definitely had a lot of problems with that, too, defending the things I liked when I was younger. Yeah, it's hard. And now now I think about it, it makes me angry. I'm like, I like it because I fucking like it. There it is. That's all it is. Like, all my friends would make fun of... I used to like house music a lot. They were yeah, like, yeah. so repetitive. Right. And I would be... I didn't know what to say. And now, as an adult, I'm like, oh, that's why I like it. I like it that's fucking repetitive and droney. Right. I like stuff that sounds like this. Dum, 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 dum. you'll ever move someplace that's even more summery than California? Maybe Hawaii. Yeah. When's the last time you were in Hawaii? I was there with Brooks Whelan one year ago. Oh, right, because he was shooting Hawaii 5 Yes. It was amazing. He had just come from Hawaii on vacation with his girlfriend. Right. And then he said, I got to go back there. My girlfriend doesn't want to go. Do you want to go? <laughs> so I was like, a free week in Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah. I love Hawaii so much. Oh I would God. like to live there. Yeah. I only went to the Big Island. That's oh. the only place I've ever been. But I'm still like, this is the nicest place I've ever been it's in all, my life. It's all very... I've been to everywhere but the Big Island. So you've been to Maui and yeah. everywhere else. It's all just so good. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, just, he and I just driving around Hawaii oh. that like one day. I was like... I've seen more cool shit today than in the entire continental United States put together for my whole life. Like, it was just, I couldn't believe it. It was surreal. It's fascinating. And it's so pretty. And yeah. Everything about it, the air. Ugh. Speaking of the air. See, this is why I'm coming full circle here. Yes, sir. So, the start of this day, you come in, I'm talking about summer. You're talking about how I hate this winter. Right. Talking about liking it. And you told me something. A fascinating scientific fact, and maybe we can close with this knowledge. Oh, let's do it. So Hawaii is a volcanic island surrounded by ocean, and the waves are always <laughs> splish, splash, splash. <laughs> and... It's also the newest part of the world. Yes. Oh, it is. It's new. It's brand new. Yeah. And 
you were saying, and I was talking about how I like this rain because it's nice, the wetness, but you were telling me some crazy shit about the air. Well, the air in winter is actually scientifically not as good for you. It has positive ions in it and negative ions. Like when you go to the beach and you're standing by the ocean and you feel good, those are there's negative ions in the air created by the waves crashing. Right. And positive ions, they give you more tension. They're bad. Look, look this up. It's real stuff. Okay. So like, um, like computer screens, they have they give off positive, positive ions. ions. Like there, there's just certain things that that do that. So, um, what was your question? Well, about how summer is better. Yeah, summer is better because you know you can be at the beach. Uh, you don't have the, all the positive ions in the air from the wind, from that winter wind. Is that a thing too? Yeah, that moves those ions around. Absolutely. So um, it's really just science. I have a song about it. It's on. Uh, I have a song called. I have an album called "Some of This, Some of That." <laughs> Steve Agee just walked in out there. Should we have him come in? Yeah, why not? Steve, you want to come in and join this? Maybe he can. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, maybe he's got a, Ladies, oh, here he a special is. guest. Steve Agee. It's Steve Agee. Hi, buddy. Hi, Steve. Hi, guys. What's going on? <laughs> this is Steve Age. Steve Age is an actor, a comedian, uh, a salesman, raconteur, a raconteur, raconteur French he's, for storyteller. He's on the Headshot Show. Yeah, I've heard of the Headshot Show. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're, we're back to natural now. Hey, Steve, say hi again, please. Hi again, please. So, Steve, what are you doing here? Yeah, you got to... I'm uh, waiting for you guys to finish up so I can do Drew Drogi's podcast. Oh, okay. Glitter in the Garbage? <laughs> That's sure. a great name, by the way. Oh, didn't he have one called Glitter know. in the Garbage? Oh, I, he must, because that sounds too specific it's, to not be real. It's called Chew Charted. Chew Charted. What is that? It's about food? Oh, no, it's called Drew Charted. No, oh, Drew Charted. <laughs> hey, what? Hey, so you guys know each other, right? Yeah. Is yeah, there anything you want to get out of Howard before I shut this down? Maybe I, I grilled him pretty hard. We've been talking about negative and positive ions just now. It's our last. I've thing. always wanted to know where your olive complexion comes from. Oh, thank yeah. you so much, there we Steve. Go. Well, I come from a Mediterranean let me just, people. Let me just announce this. Real oh, okay. <laughs> Steve Agee in the studios just asked Howard Kramer, "Where does your olive complexion come from?" Well, and now a... Howard Kramer is going to answer Steve Agee's question of, <laughs> "Where does your olive complexion come from?" I'm a naturally pasty man. There's a great beauty supply store on the bread. <laughs> I go through to get my olive complexion. <laughs> no, it's just uh, I'm from a Mediterranean Sea people, and uh, what people? The, the Iron Islands? The the the, he the Hebrews? So yeah. Sephardic? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I've never known the difference. I think I'm. Yeah, I must be Sephardic. You're a Sephard. Sephard. Yes. Got it. Uh, me and Steve have done songs together. Maybe I should send you one of those. Yeah, send it to me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wish you could play it live right now. I wish. I don't know. It's probably just on play my computer. Play a few bars off your phone, can you? I think it's just on my computer at home. We did uh, we did a couple tunes. Why am I compelled to wipe my PP on the things I sell on eBay? Yep. <laughs> and there's a Shaquille O'Neal one, too. Oh, yeah. Shaquille. What's the Sha Shaquille? Oh, was, you um, Shaq? Yeah. It was a song Shaq. for Aaron Carter that we wrote. It was a, it was, um, surfboarding on one of Shaq's turds. <laughs> It's about Aaron Carter surfing on one of Shaq's turds. Yeah, he's at the beach. He doesn't have a surfboard, so he calls up Shaq, and he says, and Shaq's like, okay, I'll handle it. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll take a shit on it. I'll take a big, long shit. You can eat lots of cheese. Yeah, say it. You say it, Steve. Oh, okay, I'm going to eat lots of cheese. <laughs> and then we can get a nice you're the camera. Shack, you're the shack of comedy. <laughs> Steve Johnson. Uh, the guy who played Ray Romano's brother. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Brad Garrett? Brad, Brad Garrett. Brad He's Garrett. Big. Is oh, he yeah. bigger than you? Oh, yeah. He's really? a big fucker. Yeah. He's like 6'6 <laughs> six, six or something? Oh, he's like 6'9 or 6'10. Oh, wow, really? Do you guys think listeners right now are freaking out because of like, this is like old Hollywood? Where this, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Friend Steve just, oh, look who just dropped in. Yeah. Steve is wonderful. This is like the <laughs> Johnny Carson performer. show in the in the sixties. <laughs> yeah. Look who's here. I just came to stop. I just came to stop by. Oh it's hey. 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 What a cut up. What are you are you working on a movie right now with an animal? Wait, is that, the animal's <laughs> here. Bring it out. <laughs> I don't I don't like sharks. I don't I don't know. We like sharks. Oh, this is a land shark. <laughs> That's what I feel like. Listeners, you got to feel it. You know why you got to feel that? Because it's true. That's what it is. It's I like true. your setup here. Yeah, man. Joe. That's crazy. Yeah. You can't hear it, but there's stuff going on. I could hear it from the Oh, you uh, could hear it outside. The from you outside got the booth. Should we wrap this up? Sure. Um, H- Howard, what do you want to say? Oh, uh, just I want to thank you for having me. It's a great opportunity. Yeah, it's um, a great opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Starburns facility. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's is real Is this your great. first time here? Um, it's not my no. I did your show in here. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus, Steve. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Bring it back. You like the Eagles, Steve? I don't mind the Eagles. That's how we are. Or he he loves Hotel California. Yeah, I love it. It's sort of like a like a salve for me. It's like a butter. It's weird that people hate. I mean, I guess it's not weird because they're so popular. You always get people that hate. I have no problem with the Eagles. No problem. That voice is so deep. There you go. Yeah. Uh, just for the record, I have no problem with Don Henley, Don Felder, uh, Timothy B. Schmidt. Wow. Um, what about Glenn Fry? Glenn Fry, I have a little problem with. Glenn Fry is no longer, though. <laughs> no, fried ad. He's fried. He's fried. He's, fried. he's been frayed. Fried ad. What, what's the problem with Glenn Fry? He's from. Um, you know what? I, 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 if you don't know, you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just have a problem. Sexual deviant. <laughs> a deviant he is. The Deviants. That was their first name. I'm going to play us a tune out of here. Okay. You want to go ahead and um, tell people all kinds of uh, things they should know about you? So oh, yeah, sure. Uh, listen to Who Chartered on the Earwolf Network of podcast. Oh, cool. Hear that? We're getting some RF hits here. I love getting RF hits. Well, what's RF? Our radio frequency hits. Oh, nice. RF hits. Oh, yeah. That's, that, I haven't heard that in a while. Wouldn't that be a cool name for a band? RF hits. RF hits. That is cool. It's like, what's that one? There is a band that sounds like that. RF hits? Yeah. No step to colitis. Warm smell of colitis. Colitis. Once, that's what we, that's what we said <laughs> we earlier. To, I have colitis. I do him on Mel Stevens' Jesus podcast. Jesus Christ. Oh. This is, that's anyway, RF, I, isn't By it? the way, I was on an airplane flight recently. The fuck? And so I was listening to a lot of podcasts, and I listened to Johnny on Melissa Stevens' podcast. Yes. And... As my food came to me on the plane, a nice hamburger, which it's very rare to get good food on a plane. I was having a hamburger, and you guys started talking about shitting. No. And it was really bumming me. <laughs> you couldn't just stop it? No. Eat. I had to finish listening. <laughs> I eat my way through the shit stories. <laughs> yeah. 
I see. I don't have that problem. I'm not the kind of person who is at all bothered by the uh, by talking about something. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, I don't how know do why. you do it? It's just a disconnect. Uh, what is the, this shit? I, I would get, I would pay money for that. Deals with colitis and everything. He has. We're to in a it. fucking rainstorm. I swear to God, I've got like a fucking electronic ghost chasing me. Yeah, this is stepping on my plugs. I got. I think tell Mercury's you. in retrograde. What the fuck? I got a goddamn electronic ghost that's just haunting me. I got nothing to put. I'm what's offline. It, what's its name? Its name is Jerry Bird. <laughs> Jerry Bird. <laughs> the ghost of Jerry Bird. This is Jerry Bird right now. No, um, what were we just saying? We're just saying. I'm, I'm fuck. I give up, Matt. I give up. I'm just gonna play through the fucking microphone. Ah! Hey, let, me get, let me give my plugs. Yeah, while get your plugs in. Okay, you want You want me to affect your voice while you plug? Yes. Okay, here you go. You're ready to go, boy. Okay, please I'm listen step to the. Step outside because I want to hear yeah, the. Yeah, step outside. Okay, please listen to the Who Charted podcast mm -hmm. Wednesdays. It comes out. You can listen to it anytime. It's on iTunes. Please check out any of my albums. You can pick them up on iTunes and Bandcamp. I got five summer albums and four Dragon Boy Suede albums. Please check out the Headshot Show on ShopXSN. Check it out. Facebook Live and Twitter. Wednesday nights, 8 by 10 Pacific Time on ShopXSN.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton featuring guest Howard Kramer, an excellent man. Do all the things that he just said to do. Follow them. Be a part of it. Live your life. Stay strong. Follow, rate, review, subscribe, donate. Smash that like button. Goodbye. Sun dancing through the sky Did he come 